We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show with Tim Allen on The Fan. It is a final from Miller Park, and the results are good as the Brewers take game one of this four-game set in a, well, sort of a must-win, I would think. The second half of the season gets off to a 1-0 start, and that's a good thing as uh, the Brewers right here in a playoff chase. Welcome, everybody. Bayview Shade and Blind post-game show. Tim Allen, Austin, Texas with us tonight, and a Brewers 9-1 to victory. There's an offense. There you go. Now you do something a little bit different and you get a little different outcome. Uh, That's a good thing as the offense really stepped up. And I think one of the bigger stories here is, uh, again, the uh, progress of a Corbin Burns. He is, you know, each time he's out there, guys, he is really, really putting together a fine season. And he was absolutely outstanding tonight, sparkling. Uh, performance from Corbin Burns. Now, six innings, I would have liked to have seen him at least go out for the seventh a little bit, but uh, nonetheless, Corbin Burns, uh, more on that coming up in just a little while. He is uh, putting together one heck of a season here, and I think he is uh, the mainstay in this rotation, don't you think? I mean, you can't touch him. Now, in the in terms of the offense, well, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, if this is going to continue here, no Christian Yelich in the ball game tonight. We heard Craig Council on the uh, on deck show talk about that. Just to, hey, they've been talking about getting him a breather here, and they certainly did that tonight. And he was not in the lineup. So this this lineup uh, a little bit different. Urias uh, leading off, put up nine runs, guys. Jacob Nottingham comes in and does some offensive damage. Jed Jerko does some damage. We'll get to our highlight package in just a second here. Uh, but a, a huge win for the Brewers. If you're looking at it this way, and I, again, I, I think a lot of folks have checked out on the Brewers, honestly, for, for many different reasons. And, and it's not just one. But performance probably being at the top of that list because it just doesn't seem like they're, they're in a playoff race. But they are. And, and every win. Now, we, we talk about the uh, magnification, if you will, of each game being a representation of three in a regular season, roughly three, two point, whatever it is. Um, 
But, you know, now it gets even a little bit more intense. I want this sweep. And I said that earlier today on the On Deck show. I may have said that on a couple of other shows I was on earlier today. I want this sweep. I want I want the payback here to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And so one in the books. It's a it's a four game series. I know it's it seems weird without a double header and a series starts on Friday and it's a four game series. Uh, it's not it super rare, but a little bit more on the rare side in MLB scheduling that uh, you get a wraparound series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday series. But uh, nonetheless, that's what they're in. I want this sweep. And I think the Brewers have their eyes set on a sweep. It's it's really tough to go into any series, tough to s- sweep any series. Uh, but you may need it right now. You may you may be in a situation where, where, you, where you need it. And uh, if, if they do, they get back to 500, they start – you know, their push here in the second half of this 60-game shortened season. Let's get into our highlight package here. want to talk a little bit later on uh, during the show about Josh Hader. Seeing some rumblings of a lot of Brewer fans being okay with trading Josh Hader. More than I would have thought. I, I He's under team control for a few years. Uh, he's, he's, he's one of the best relievers, if not the best reliever in the game. And I'm just curious about Brewers fans maybe entertaining the idea that, yeah, it'd be okay with trading Josh Hader. Mm, I'm not. 414-799-1250. You get a dude like that and and a young guy and a controllable guy in, in the economic environment of the Milwaukee Brewers, then why would you entertain that idea? But, every again, in the same breath, I will say that everybody has their price, you know, so, so it depends on what the deal might be. All right. In this first inning, Corbin Burns, you could kind of tell he had a little something going on in the first inning. You just could. There was a little, little more energy. I think we always talk about the uh, opposing offense being on the attack. I think Burns was on the attack right from, right from the first pitch of the game. Brewers on the board in the bottom of the first inning. This is a rare occurrence. This is the 31st game of the 2020 championship season. And this is a uh, this is a first inning run, which is which is four if you total up all the first innings. <laughs> is that right, Austin? So it's with this run it's four or with this run is five? Uh with this run that's four. So with this run, okay. So, yeah, it's so it pretty took gross. 31 first innings to get four runs. There's teams out there that have scored more four or more runs in the first inning twice this season. But so be it. The Brewers played from the lead uh, off the bat of Jed Jerko in the first. Six pitches, two outs as Jed Jerko pounds one deep into left field. And that is gone. A home run. He went deep on him last weekend. He wastes no time tonight as the Brewers are first on the board. And we'll hear from Jed Jerko again in this highlight package. Highlights on Fox Sports Wisconsin. Matt LaPay on that call right there. Burns, a scoreless second inning with a couple of punch-outs. Did allow a base hit there, but that's it. Into the second, the bottom half of the second. Arcia, a two-out walk. Brewers do have three strikeouts, five strikeouts through two, but lead one zip into that third inning. Burnsy, one, two, three, into the third and through the third. 
into the bottom of the that inning, Brewers offense wakes up. Leadoff hit by pitch to Jacob Nottingham. Then uh, uh, Urias with a double. That sets the table here. They're up one zip, bottom of the third inning, second and third, and nobody out. Who thought at that time, right there, that you were gonna you were gonna be let down? <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> yeah, watching this watching this offense. Um, yeah, Austin, you're you're in. You're you raised your hand. I I know. Um, so second, third, one out. A strikeout to Keston Hira, number six for Derek Holland. Then a strikeout to Jed Jerko, number seven for Derek Holland. And now I'm feeling like I'm going to be let down here. Second, third, nobody out. Third inning. Come on, guys. Someone come up with a knock here. Just get get a knock. The crusty veteran, Ryan Braun, then works it. It's 3-0. There's a called strike one, then a foul off, then another foul off. A lot of stepping out, stepping off. There's a cat and mouse game going on. This is the Great Lakes Dragway turning point in this baseball game. Brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Uh, track rental and event information at greatlakesdragway.com. Brawny and, and Holland going at it, and you could sort of feel it right there. I, I know that uh, some people don't watch baseball this way like me, but I'm a little nerdy about this stuff. I was into that at bat big time, and Brawny wins the battle. And now the payoff. And there's a drive hit into left field. And that is gone. A home run. Three-run blast for Ryan Braun. 800 extra base hits in his career. And it's 4 nothing Brewers. Yeah, good call, partner. Well done. Oh, you talk about a missile off the bat of Ryan Braun. And once again, left-handed pitching. Beware. Yeah, he he in in his illustrious career, Ryan Braun, he has chewed up on left-handed pitching and 800 extra base hits. I mean, there there's dudes out there that would love 800 hits in their career. And that would be a nice career for a lot of uh, professional athletes uh, in terms of baseball, but 800 extra base hits, three-run bomb a crooked number there in the third. Finally, the Brewers playing from the lead, and you see what happens here. Burns, a harmless single in the fourth inning to Josh Bell. Bell has uh, both the base hits off Burns to that point through four. A couple of more strikeouts for Burns. Four scoreless, six Ks into the bottom of that fourth inning. Big shutdown inning by Burns in that top half because the Brewers tacked on in the bottom. All with two outs. Ben Gamble draws a walk. And check this out. He was just called up to fill the spot of Manny Pena. Went on to the IL prior to the game, if you didn't hear. It was a two-out, two-strike, two-run home run by Jacob Nottingham. And there's a drive. It back into deep left field. There it goes. It's gone. A no-doubter for Jacob Nottingham. Well, the Brewers bringing out the home run lumber tonight. It's 6-0 in the fourth. Boy, that was a bomb. As big of, of a home run as Ryan Braun's was, this one's significant because they could use all the offensive help they can get for sure. And that is our spark of the game. 
Brought to you by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com for your superhero electricians. And check this out. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show, uh, during the roundtable segment, I had Ryan Horvat and Bill Michaels. Bill Michaels mentions Jacob Nottingham. And the only thing really, as you had mentioned, Craig Council can do is adjust the lineup. Now, maybe you get a guy like Jacob Nottingham that comes up and starts hitting. Who knows? And suddenly ignites a few guys and the spirit and the morale pick up. Look at that. Call him the Swami. <laughs> Jacob Nottingham uh, uh, gets the two-run bomb, as uh, predicted a little bit there by Bill Michaels. Good stuff, Bill Michaels. As we move to the uh, fifth inning, it's now six to nothing. Another shutdown inning in the fifth inning. Couple of more strikeouts for Burns. Burns was pitching a beauty at that point. Eight strikeouts. Brewers cooking again in the bottom of the fifth inning. Keston with a leadoff walk. Two outs later, Avasail Garcia draws a walk. That sets up Mark Mathias. Pitch number 97 coming up for Holland. And there's a shot hit into left field, and that's going to go to the wall. And the Brewers are going to get a couple out of it here as a throw to the plate, not in time, as Mark Mathias delivers. Hira and Garcia are in. Eight runs tonight, all with two men out. Yeah, just an amazing. Yeah, big, big hits for the Brewers offense, uh, as you just heard there on Fox Sports Wisconsin. You know, the two out, those are backbreakers for the other guys. They they really are. You you get to within one pitch of getting out of an inning, and you end up putting up a crooked number on one swing. That's big time. Burns, uh, a couple of more strikeouts in the sixth inning. Ten strikeouts through the six innings of work for Corbin Burns. Brewers do not score in the sixth. Phelps on for the seventh inning as Burns' day is done right there. 93 pitches. Uh, he did strike out 10 in the performance, walked one, just three hits, no runs. And that ERA just continues to come on down for Corbin Burns. Wow. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. And you, you guys, uh, I'm sure you guys are too. Okay. Uh, an update on his ERA at the moment now, Austin, uh, two seventy eight, two seventy eight for Corbin Burns. Now rewind the clock back to 2018. On this very show, there was the big debate, uh, is it Brandon Woodruff or is it Corbin Burns? Who's, who's going to step up to be that top guy? Who's going to step up to possibly vie for the elite-level status? At that time, I was saying Corbin Burns. Uh, my broadcast partner at that time was saying Brandon Woodruff. How about both of them? How about two of them, possibly, potentially? That's good stuff from Corbin Burns, man. It's just nothing but good news on that front for sure. David Phelps, as I said, was into the game in the seventh inning. Now, he, sometimes I don't understand Craig Council. I really don't. Uh, and, and I'm not you know, saying that, uh, I'm, as you guys know, um, that I, I would be a better manager. Certainly not. I'm way too emotional. But David Phelps, really, in an 8 to nothing game, just curious. I know you have to send a guy down for 10 days before you can bring him back, but it had been J.P. Fireisen all over again. I know he pitched yesterday, but you would have been right back in there again to chew up an inning or two. But David Phelps may need him to shut down a game tomorrow, along with Devin Williams and Josh Hader. 
You may have to go to him. I know he didn't pitch yesterday. I get that. But then why is Ryan Braun in the game for an eight-zip score? When Ryan Braun did not play on Tuesday, the day off on Wednesday, and then was off game one on th- Thursday. Again, sometimes I don't, I don't understand that part of it, but I'm not there. Are you kidding me moment with Gene Wagner plumbing, David Phelps in an eight-zip baseball game? Not quite sure I would have been going there. Brewers get that run right back because Phelps gave up a solo shot, and it, I told you we'd hear from Jed Jerko again, and we did, bottom seven. Two balls, no strikes. And there's a fly ball. Hit back in the left center field. He hit it well. Hit his back. And that's the second of the night for Jed Jerko. It's going to be tough to, for Craig Counts to keep him out of the lineup. He keeps this up. Two home runs tonight. This one coming against a right-handed pitcher. Made it 9-1 to one right there, and there's your final as Drew Rasmussen would pitch the final two innings. Keep your eyes on that guy. You guys know I'm a big fan of Drew Rasmussen because he might be just pushed right into that young core of pitchers that the Brewers have moving forward. 414-799-1250 if you want to react to this win. Um, I'm going to assume just because I want it so bad, I want this sweep. I'm, I'm just going to say that the Brewers are going to sweep this weekend series. That's how bad I want it. I'm just going to say it. I know it's difficult. They're a better baseball team than Pittsburgh. Sometimes the other pitcher steps up, throws a beauty, and you lose a baseball game, even though you're a better baseball team. But the Brewers need this. I mean, imagine your um, excitement level if they do. Getting back to 17-17, and winning four straight, to start the second half, the back half of the 2020 championship season. Um, Keep your fingers crossed, man. It's every inning. It's every pitch right now in a playoff chase. 29 to play here in this this strike, uh, I should say, truncated 60-game season. Uh, Again, 414-799-1250 on the show. We're going to hear from Corbin Burns. We'll hear from uh, manager Craig Council coming up. If you missed it, Manny Pena onto the IL. And if you missed it, some news from Major League Baseball as to where the playoffs are going to be. Are they talking bubble? We'll have the answer for you next here. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Brewers get a runaway victory, a rare occurrence here in 2020. 9-1 the final. We'll be back on the fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to dive into the box score for today's game on The Fan. Brought to you by the Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power. On the web at liuna113.org. Yeah, nice win for the crew and a much-needed victory for the Brewers. They did not want to fall five games under 500. No chance in this one as they uh, jumped out to the lead early. And rolled to a 9-1 victory, 414-799-1250. I want to just give my thoughts uh, in just a bit on uh, the Josh Hader. I guess a little groundswell of maybe that is, you know, a commodity that the Brewers would entertain or you would entertain moving. Uh, I just, I, I can't go with that right now. I, the, the, the season is, is too weird. And I, and I don't know if um, 
if that's going to replenish uh, the the minor league system like you want it to. It would certainly draw back some nice pieces, without question. And everybody does have their price. You, know, you want it, you want someone you got to pay enough you'll you'll be able to land him. But uh, I don't know if that's something Brewers fans would would consider or not because of the way it looks on social media is that the, some of you would move Josh Hader. Trade deadline is Monday, guys. Just so you know, four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Your thoughts on this ball game nine to one final and Josh Hader. All right, uh, let's go inside the box. Uh, leading off today, there's something different. We talked about this last night. Do something different, Craig. And he did. Luis Urias, two for five in that leadoff spot. Uh, he scored a run. Uh, he did strike out twice. Keston Hira, 0 for three, one run scored, one walk. He struck out twice. Jed Jerko, two for four, two runs scored, two knocked in, and two strikeouts. Ryan Braun, one for four, one run scored, three knocked in, 800th extra base hit of that dude's illustrious career for sure. Uh, that was a huge at-bat, guys. And again, I, again, I'm a little geeky about this stuff. That was an awesome battle. And that was just Braun playing it and working it. I love – that was just pure – if you're really into baseball, that was just, that was just a pure battle. And that was Braun. I, I've sensed the entire way that Brawny was going to school this dude. I, I felt it the whole way through. And a three-run home run after being up 3-0, taking a pitch, fouling a couple of pitches off, a big cat-and-mouse game, and Derek Holland is checking his uh, little lineup card there and his, his, uh, his blueprint on how to get Braun. You, you don't know how to get Ryan Braun out? Yeah. But they were changing signs. There was a runner at second base, so I guess I understand that part. But stepping off, stepping out, it was a great battle. It was cool. And Brawny came out victorious with that three-run home run. Avi Garcia goes 0 for 3 with a run scored, one walk, and a couple of strikeouts. Mark Mathias, 2 for 4, two RBIs. Dude is hitting over 320. Is that a guy that has earned his keep in in the lineup a little bit more than a Ben Gamble would to this point. Little Energizer Bunny is what we call what we called him earlier in the season. Just I don't know, man. It just seems like he hits. Uh Orlando Arcia went 0 for 3 with a walk. Ben Gamble 0 for 3 with a walk and a run scored. Jacob Nottingham, how about this? One for three, two runs scored, two RBIs, two strikeouts, was also hit by a pitch. Pitching lines tonight. Corbin Burns, six innings, three hits, no runs, a walk, and ten strikeouts. David Phelps, one inning, one hit, one run. It was earned, no walks, and three strikeouts. Drew Rasmussen, a nice bounce-back performance. Two innings, no runs, no hits, just one walk and a couple of strikeouts. Brewers in the victory, nine runs on eight hits, no errors. The Pirates, just one run on just four hits, one error. The win goes to Corbin Burns. First decision on the campaign. He's one and zero. The loss to Derek Holland. He is one and two, and the Brewers now fourteen and seventeen as they fire up the back half of the sixty-game season uh, with a victory here. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. 
Hey, we're going to hear from Ryan Braun, Corbin Burns, and uh, Craig Council, so don't go anywhere. Also, if you didn't hear today, uh, breaking baseball news earlier on the fan. Breaking news on the fan brought to you by Pennzoil, motor oil made with natural gas. The proof is in the Pennzoil. MLB announced that the playoffs, the postseason as a whole, will be bubbled up. And that means the National League postseason will be down in both Houston and Arlington. Arlington just outside of Dallas. And the American League postseason will be uh, in L.A. and San Diego. And the World Series will bubble up in Arlington. So if you miss that, they're making they're making their plans to get this entire season in. That's pretty cool. We go day by day here in Brewerland as the Brewers get the victory. Seven nine nine twelve fifty to Greenfield. We say hello to Mike. Mike, you're on the Baby Shade and Blind post game show. Wow, uh, wasn't it fun tonight? <laughs> Especially fun. Um, yeah, give me a couple of more of these, Mike. Yeah, like about uh, three more we could use. Um, it, it's frust- I, I got to get away. I'm too close to the radio. Yeah, um, you are. The, again, the pitching. It's you know, and and I'm hoping we're all hoping that these guys are gonna start figuring it out. It's a crazy year, even though they're pros. We got we do got some younger guys. Looks like we might be figuring it out, but with this pitching, everything is going so good. And that uh, that at bat by Braun. Man, um, he's a great baseball player, and I hope they stop booing. Well, there's no fans, so he's not getting booed. <laughs> that's, that's true. You know, Ryan Braun, Mike, enjoy this victory, and hopefully okay. there'll be three more in this series. I, I, I tell you, I want this sweep bad. I, I do. I want the sweep. Um, that Brawny tends to, I, I don't know, I, I think he beats to the drum of of the excitement level. He wants the stage. He he wants the spotlight. He wants center stage. And I, I love that about him. And he's always stepped up. I you know, I don't know necessarily if he's been a big talker like that. Um, you know, the last couple of years he's he's been a little more vocal about it. Hey, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be able to do this. So, you know, we treat every game like, you know, we may never be here again. He he wasn't like that early on. And I think right now, if the Brewers can, I think, uh, prove something to themselves. And I'm not sure they believe that they're this, you know, L.A. Dodgers quality team. I mean, who would? I get it. But to believe starts with baby steps. And, and Brawny, if you can keep him in a playoff race, that mental state for him, it's huge. Guys, it's huge. Now more than ever, they need that guy if they're going to keep him. Again, I'm not ruling out a trade by Monday. I can tell you that. Because this, as Mike just said, it's a crazy season. But if they do decide past Monday, which you know, the odds are that he will be here after Monday, um, they're, they're going to need him. They're going to need him in there. But they're going to need him to play, too. <laughs> I mean, you actually have to have him in the lineup. Again, I'd run him out there every day. We don't know what happened on Tuesday, why he wasn't in the lineup Tuesday and Wednesday and only played seven innings of a game yesterday. Maybe it's something's ailing him. Maybe we're going to hear from Ryan Braun, but that was a big-time shot today. There's a big-time shot in the arm for this baseball team. Mike on the uh, south side before we hit 
a break. What's on your mind? Oh, it's dozing off. Uh, hey, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I caught you on uh, Bart Winkler's show. Yep. The only good part, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> yeah, talking trades with the millennials this morning. Oh, they want to trade Braun, their team in California, he's from California. I, I don't think they'd give anything up for him. He only plays like twice a week. I know he's a veteran, but and the hater, I think they got to keep him. But you know, everything is for sale except my dog. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. You're. I'll oh, bet no, you if no, I offered you enough off, money, the dog is off the table. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, All right, Jim. see you, Mike. Every Thanks. everything has its price, but I get you. I'm a, I'm a dog owner too. I got two big boys uh, at home. Um, the the Braun thing, I I do think he has value, though, Mike. I do. I think he's got he's got a decent amount of value here. You have to picture, and I don't know the inner machinacia of uh, what the Dodgers have in terms of depth. We'll we'll take a look at it, but. Or the Angels, or the Oakland A's, or whoever. Whoever out there believes, and there's probably multiple teams, certainly the Dodgers would be the front runners out there, but San Diego thinks. What about San Diego? You don't think they would take a, uh, 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 a DH-type, especially this year, a DH-type platoon player in the outfield that can play three or four times a week in Ryan Braun? Ah, they might give something for that. Now, would Braun approve the deal? And that is really what it comes down to. The other thing it comes down to is, do the Brewers still think they have a chance for the postseason? And if they do, if the answer to that is yes, well, then they're going to they're gonna hang on to him because they're going to need him then to get in. So it is a little bit of a catch-22. On the Josh Hader thing, Padres are a team. Yeah, the um, teams that are on his trade list, uh, permission to be traded to are the Dodgers, Angels, Giants, Padres, Diamondbacks, and Marlins. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he has full trade veto power now. I think that was before the 510 rule kicked in. I'm pretty sure. I think he has full across the board. We'll, we'll confirm that. But I think that was the case at one time. Austin, it may be it may be stating that we're we're going to check that out. But you know, ten years with the uh, with the same team as a veteran, you 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 just elevate your status to you can't trade me unless I appro- uh, approve it. Now, on the Josh Hader thing, I will say this: that no chance you'd have to come to me with a big time deal, a big time deal. Two-time nationally National League reliever of the year, uh, and and team control and affordable. Josh is going to make his money. He knows that. I think everybody knows that. All right, we're going to hear from Brawny since we're talking about him uh, in just a couple of minutes. Stick around for that. You want to jump in here? A little trade conversation going on. Josh Hader. There's a little groundswell on social media that Brewers fans some are open to uh, moving that dude. Brawny, on the other hand, I think a lot would have to consider what the crew would get in return. 
AM 1250, 105.7 FM, Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. This was a fun one tonight. Brewers win game one of the four-game set, 9-1 the final. We're back on the fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to go inside the clubhouse to hear what the players are saying after today's game. On the fan, it's brought to you by Windows Select. Right now, buy one and get one free. Plus, no payments until 2021. Call Windows Select today at 262-703-3500. the final. Brewers take this first game of the four-game weekend set and a much-needed victory. And when you think about winning the first two games against the Cincinnati Reds and and he had the off day and then the debacle yesterday with the uh, doubleheader loss in which he scored one run throughout that doubleheader. Uh, I think the off day on, uh, on uh, Wednesday disrupted a little momentum that they had. But um, they bounced back here on Friday and, and they get the victory. That's, that's good. Uh, Ryan Braun, yeah, the more I think about it, 5'10 guys, 10 years in the league, 5 with the current team means it's it's automatic. I think that kicked in last year, May or June or something like that, where full no trade uh, in his in his contractual situation. So he's going to have to clear anything, if indeed they even want to. Would you, you know, I, I think this organization stood by him through a lot, and we all know what I'm talking about. And uh, if, if they are going to make a playoff push, which I think they are, then, you know, depending on what kind of offers – and there may have, there may be some offers out there now. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Only Stearns knows. Um, but but they're going to need him down the stretch. The clutch gene of Ryan Braun for sure. And he had one today, uh, a nice battle with Holland uh, in that third inning, a three-run home run on a full count. And uh, let's get some uh, comments from Ryan Braun after the win. 800th career extra base hit. Just how's it feel to kind of reach that milestone? I guess only four active players now, and you're one of them. Um, yeah, definitely a cool accomplishment. Just means I've been around for a long time. Uh, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of great managers and hitting coaches and teammates that have helped and supported me along the road uh, to getting there. So I think, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, an individual accomplishment that wouldn't be possible without the result of having great coaches and teammates and, and being fortunate enough to have good health uh, to play this game for a long time. Brian, you've told us many times when you hit these numbers that you don't think about it till the end, like you'll look back at some point. Is that different this season in just the weird way everything has gone down? Do you think you're more in tune to moments like this because of everything else? Um, I would say I'm probably less in tune to moments like this. I just think everything is so drastically different in every imaginable way um, that I think it, it just feels like a completely different game that we've been playing to this point. So, um, you know, again, I, I rarely reflect on these things during the season and during a year like this. Uh, there's so much going on. It, it feels so much different than any other season any of us have ever been a part of uh, that it just feels different. Ryan, what about getting the second half, the team's second half, off to such a good offensive start? It's no secret it's been a struggle for the team, but this was such a good first step for the second half, wasn't it? It was. We had a really good uh, hitters meeting today. I think we kind of viewed today as the start of our September um, you know, we've been very successful, obviously, the last few years. We've been really able to flip that switch and be at our best down the stretch. And, and for us, I think we recognize that that starts today. 
Um, you know, it's well documented that this season is different in, in so many different ways. Uh, and, and I do think it's been a challenge for us. We haven't been good enough at making the adjustment. Uh, it's a completely different atmosphere and environment. There's, there's less adrenaline and focus and intensity than, than any of us have ever experienced during major league games. So uh, we need to be better at, at adjusting to, to the current circumstances. Um, today was an encouraging start to that. Uh, but again, we need the consistency moving forward. So definitely a good day, an encouraging day, and hopefully something that we can build on as an offense. Ryan, not, not knowing what the future holds for you personally, how big would it be for you to help lead the team here in the second half, help pick them up? You know, you, you've done so much in the second half of other seasons. What would it mean to you to do it this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think this has been an incredibly challenging year for all of us. Um, and the reward uh, in this game is, is ultimately playing meaningful games down the stretch. So obviously with an expanded postseason, I think we're fortunate that we've gotten off to a, a poor start, but there are more teams that will ultimately make the postseason. Um, that's when this game is most enjoyable. I think that uh, during a season like this uh, down the stretch, um, I'm optimistic that those games will feel most similar to, to normal to a normal baseball season to a normal September. Um, and there's just nothing more enjoyable as a player than playing those meaningful competitive games down the stretch. So it's something that we're all uh, hopeful will occur. But but again, we need to get going offensively to give ourselves a chance um, to be in that position. Ryan, how about to get some early offense in the game, just where you guys scored? How different was the field? Just let your pitchers breathe a little bit today. Yeah, I mean, it's well documented that, that we've struggled um, offensively early in games. Uh, I think those struggles typically have continued later in games as well. You could probably break up the innings however you want. We have not been good offensively, um, but it changes the dynamic of a game. It does take pressure off the starting pitcher for us. Um, it, it forces the other team to bring in bullpen guys that they wouldn't want to bring in. It allows us to line up our bullpen the way that we would uh, want to ideally line up a bullpen game. So um, it's really important that we score early. We have not done a good enough job of it. We have to be better at that. Uh, and again, uh, I, I'm, I'm hopeful and optimistic that today was the start of a better offensive stretch for us as, as a team. Ryan, for, for Judd Jerko to have a game like that too, are you going to need individual performances like that from different guys to have the September that you guys want to have? Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to need, um, you know, collectively a number of guys to get hot at the same time to, to accomplish what we all hope to accomplish. Um, you know, I'm encouraged by the fact that, that uh, it's kind of been a team-wide struggle for us offensively because typically you have a few guys going good at a time. Um, so the fact that, that almost everybody is probably underachieved relative to what expectations were uh, is actually encouraging because you hope that a number of guys can get hot at the same time, uh, which leads to, to prolonged uh, winning streaks. So Jed was great tonight. He's been great in, in the small sample size of at-bats he's gotten for us actually all year. Um, and hopefully, uh, like you alluded to, it's something that, that can uh, continue and we can get a number of guys going here uh, offensively, which will lead to, to more team success. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Let's find out who today's Chevy MVB of the game is on the fan. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. Still to come, we'll hear from uh, Corbin Burns. Just uh, just amazing today. And, and you thought I was going to give the Chevy MVB to uh, Ryan Braun. Uh-uh. No, uh, that's got to be Corbin Burns. We're going to hear from him a few comments uh, before the show is done as well. Corbin Burns tonight, six innings of work, just three hits, no runs, a walk, and 10 punch-outs in this one. 278 is the man's ERA thus far this year. He's He's been dynamite. 
And I know a lot of people doubted him. I mean, he got off to that rough start, and, and it's uh, well advertised that uh, he had his struggles both uh, mentally and physically last year, and LASIK surgery, and down to the minors, and there's just a lot of moving parts in Corbin's world. Um, I'm happy for that guy, and, and Brewers fans should be encouraged. Uh, One-two punch of Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. Throw in a little extra Adrian Hauser. Get a little fastball Freddy in there. Telling you, Devin Williams, Drew Rasmussen in the back end. Uh, There are encouraging things with this Brewers young pitching staff, that's for sure. Yeah, the Chevy MVB brought to you by Chevy. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealers or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. It is Corbin Burns tonight. You heard Ryan Braun talk about uh, almost uh, what I said before we heard from him. And that is, he said it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's meaning, to play in meaningful games is where he, he loves it. And, and who doesn't? But, but he thrives on it. He does. And we saw that the last couple of years as, as an individual, Ryan Braun, and as a team. They have put together a couple of back-to-back Septembers of 20 and 7 stretches. And last year was without Christian Yelich. And now put, put uh, everything together, as he said, as Bronny just said, expanded playoffs is, is really encouraging because it allows you a little bit of wiggle room to get off to a 13-17 and 17 first 30. Now, of course, with this win, you're 14-17, and 17, but uh, he was saying they had a little hitters meeting today, which is significant as well. Again, you're going to have to the, – the solutions aren't, aren't plentiful. You've got what you've got. You, you can't bring in, as, as we've talked about many, many times thus far this year, he knows it, they know it. There's two things. It comes from within or it comes from the lineup. That's it. That's all you have. And so far, a little hitters meeting, maybe it came from within tonight. Yelich back in the lineup tomorrow. Let's see if Ryan Braun plays tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, that dude, okay, so there's 29 games left. How many games would you say that Ryan Braun should play in? Austin, I'll start with you. Well, I'd say 29, but I'd probably guess he's only going to play in about 16 more games, 16 or 17. You're saying 16 or 17? Um, what I would do is, is sit down with him and say, if at all possible, can you go 25 of 29 games? I would. I'm not kidding. 25 of 29. I think that's fair. That's a day off a week in the last four weeks of the season. I think that's fair in a 60-gamer when he, for all intents and purposes, could very well retire in 29 games. We may be seeing the last stretches of Ryan Braun in a Brewers uniform. going to be interesting. Uh, Some say that he will come back next year just because he didn't want to go out and I don't blame him if he wanted to play another year but open door policy love to have him back um but he would want to do the exit tour if you will I don't know just just saying all right Craig Council on the way uh he's got to be a lot uh, a lot happier <laughs> with this outcome it's only one win but they're all big at this point. 29 to play here in 2020, a 9 to 1 victory. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show, AM 1250, 105.7 FM, The Fan.
It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on the fan. Nine one, the final, and uh, you wonder, Austin and I, uh, Austin, you and I were talking during the break. There, you wonder on on this Ryan Braun sitting and resting and then playing, and uh, I think the debate has to be considered in that maybe is it's Craig Council's overseeing of Brawny's playing time. We I would have, have to be we have to be open to that, don't we? Yeah, I would have a lot less problem with it if it was Council's decision and him just trying to make sure Braun's ready to go for the final push here at the end. But if it's on Braun saying like, "Oh no, I just I need a I need a break," I'd have some major problem with that. Um, I've learned over the years that when when you ask when you interview players, you you have to specifically ask them, "Hey, are you uh, you fully healthy? Everything good? How's your arm?" You know what I mean? Or then when you don't see him in the lineup, it comes up, well, yeah, there's a little shoulder fatigue, right? So you have to be specific with these guys. So, uh, uh, again, I revert back to uh, the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show and uh, the conversation that Bill Michaels and I had. And, and, And he brought up the point, and I agree with it, that sometimes you don't know because no one has asked and then you find out later that, well, the reason Brawny didn't play on t- this past Tuesday, then he had off on Wednesday, then he didn't play in, in the, the game yesterday, and then he p- ended up playing seven innings of base. You find out later that, yeah, it was a little, the, the oblique was starting to flare up on him or something. So we have to consider that too, instead of just griping uh, about Braun not being in there. But I will say this if given health right now, there's three games left against the Pirates. There's three games then, um, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, there's two games after that before the off day on Thursday. So it's the Tigers. It's three left against Pittsburgh prior to the uh, uh, day off, and then two against Detroit. That's five games. Braun and Yelich should be in all five of these games. Would you agree? I think so. All five of them across the board. Now, they're going to have to play the corners tomorrow because Brett Anderson's on the mound, and you have to you have to DH Keston Hira when Brett Anderson is on the mound. We all know why. <laughs> so you'll see Keston in the DH position tomorrow. But five games left, left before an off day, and then a weekend series and another off day. These are team off days next Thursday and Monday. You can make the argument that they should play these five games, take the team off day, both of them in the lineup for three more games, and then they get another team off day. There's, there's your, there's your off day, and then the following Thursday is another one. Yep, that's correct. Two yeah. against, two against the Tigers, three against the Indians. Um, then they have Monday off. Two games against the Tigers on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then they have Thursday off again before a weekend set with the Cubs. Yeah, see, you've you've got some off days coming, and and they need to run these guys out there. And again, we don't know the inner inner workings here. That you know, certainly Yelich is is probably from all accounts healthy. Braun, you never know. We don't know that that part of it. All right, let's get to uh, Craig Council. 
uh, the second half of the season uh, fires up with a 9-1 to victory. Here's Counts. That was such a big home run by Ryan because, the, you know, Holland was close to getting off the hook that inning. He had worked his way to two outs after two on. And for Ryan to light one up there, and especially we, we talked to you about getting runs early, and that just kind of broke the game open all of a sudden. Without a doubt, it was it was a huge moment. Um, you know, we, we jet hit the early home run, and and you got to lead, but it's second and third, nobody out, and um, you know they, we were a, a pitch a strike away from it. You know, we zero runs there, and it continuing one nothing, and obviously a close game, and so that there's there's no that was the bad of the game, um, and uh, it was it was a good at bat by Ryan. I mean, he fell behind three zero, and. I thought Ryan was very disciplined of, you know, in the three Oh count the three, one count and, and kind of getting what he wanted. Um, and he fouled off a couple of pitches and Holland made a mistake. Greg, he told us about a hitters meeting today in which they, it sounds like they sort of decided let's make this the start of our September. Um, and you know how the last September's have gone. Is it that, is, is that possible? Can, can these guys just sort of flip a switch in that way? Um, I don't, it doesn't work like flipping a switch, no. But um, I do think, um, you know, I, I think that what they, I think they also just decided to, to enjoy, enjoy what they're doing here. And, and um, we, we've got 30 games left. It's not, an, it's, it's not a long time. Um, and uh, to try to try to make the most of these 30 days or 30 games. So um, it, it's not flip a switch. It, it, it doesn't work that way, but um, you know, it, it can, I think it was a good time, um, you know, for them to, to talk about some things and, and um, they came out and backed it up tonight. Craig, getting the, the home run on, on your first day up, obviously is big for Jacob, but, what I think will get lost. What do you think about what he did behind the plate tonight, working with Burns the way that he did? Yeah, I, I thought, uh, you know, he had a nice offensive night. I thought he's better behind the plate. Um, and, you know, this is what Jacob has turned into. He, he is behind the plate. He's really good. And um, I, I thought he did a really nice job tonight. Um, you know, and he was comfortable with Jacob. I mean, with, uh, with Corbin for sure. And uh, they, they worked really well together. Um, but he, he's, he's, he's good back there. He's, he's a very good receiver. Craig, one thing that Jacob talked about was just the pace with Corbin of just getting yeah. the ball back to him right away. Do you think that benefited Corbin? Did you notice a difference? Um, well, I, I do. I mean, I think Corbin was locked in tonight. So I, I think, um, you know, I, I think he had a lot of things working, um, and so he, and he had these relatively easy innings. So he was able to stay in temp in an, in a nice tempo. Um, you know, he, he just, he made a lot of pitches. I mean, he had, he had some, fa I thought some fastballs, the right handers moving kind of on their hands really well. I thought his off speed stuff, the lefties was down. Um, and so it was, to me, it was a whole bunch of executed pitches. Um, but uh, I, th I think, you know, every catcher's goal is to get that pitcher into a good rhythm. Um, and I think the catcher plays a role in that. And I, th I thought, I thought Jacob did a nice job of that. Holland had decent success against y'all the first couple times he'd faced y'all to this year. How were y'all able to kind of attack him as well as y'all did this time around? 
Uh, look, I mean, it's, you know, you face these pitchers a lot. There's, there's not secrets. Um, it's, it's, these are execution, you know, this is the big leagues and it comes down to execution games. So when you're facing guys a lot, it's, you just gotta, you gotta hit the pit, you gotta hit their mistakes. Um, you gotta foul off their good pitches. Uh, that, that's, that's what Ryan did in his at bat. That's why you score. Craig, um, round numbers are always eye-catching in baseball, but Ryan, that tonight, 800 career extra base hits. <laughs> That's a number that doesn't seem really real. What's what's to be said about that? And so many of them big hits, too. Yeah, that's a – I mean, that, that's a huge number, obviously. Um, that's, I mean, it's 800 hits is a lot for a big league player. So 800 extra base hits, um, I think puts that in pretty good perspective. Um, look, he's, he's been a, a, a run producer in this league for a, for a very long time. He's, you know, he's been a, a guy that's actually absolutely hammered left-handed pitching. Um, that's been a trademark as well. And, 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 you know, it's, it's routine that on days, you know, when I remember the prime of Ryan's career, I'm getting nostalgic with Ryan right now, um, that he, you know, this, these are, uh, this is what he would do when, if there was a left-handed starter in the game, there was a, he was going to deliver a big hit. Um, and it's cool to see it tonight. And sort of goes without saying that it, Craig, I mean, you're looking for some people to step up. Um, yeah. If he can stay healthy and stay in there and productive, it's going to make a huge difference, isn't it? Well, you know, we need, you know, we need tonight. What was great about tonight was it was, it was Braun, it was uh, Jacob Nottingham, it was Mark Mathias, it was Jed Jerko. So that that's how we're going to score is that it's going to be a bunch of guys. Um, that, that's it has to be like that. Um, it, it's not going to be one one guy is not going to be capable of. Um, you know, doing all the work in a, in a, in a base on a baseball team, just offensively, it's not going to work like that. So, um, you know, I, I like nights like this where we get a bunch of guys doing good things and, um, and hopefully those are good signs. Urias with, with, you know, a couple hits, um, getting on base for us. Yeah. Hey, Craig is, uh, Luis Urias going to be batting lead off in game two tomorrow. That would have been a question <laughs> I would have asked. Hey, uh, he was just talking about Ryan Braun and 800 extra base hits in his career. And to put it into perspective, Craig Council played 16 years in the big leagues, and uh, he had just a, a tick over 1,200 total hits. You heard Craig Council say right there, 800 is a lot of hits. For a big league career, but you get 800 extra base hits. That's uh, that's something special for sure. So congrats to Ryan Braun on that. The Brewers, uh, that was part of a Brewers 9-1 to victory. Corbin Burns. Uh, we're going to hear a couple of comments from Corbin Burns and uh, bounce around, find out what the other teams in the Central did. I think you might be surprised at how many games out of first place the Brewers are. That's next here. Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show, AM 1250 and 1057 FM, The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show, and it's time to check the Major League scoreboard on The Fan. Well, we know the outcome of this one, game one of this four game set, 9 1, the final. Brewers take it, and uh, Corbin Burns' uh, outstanding performance tonight. Six innings of 
No run, three hit baseball with 10 strikeouts and an ERA under three now, 278 for the Brewers right hander. That's big time. Now, it may surprise you. Let's check the uh, NL Central scoreboard and uh, any other major news around Major League Baseball, the biggest of which is a postseason bubble is uh, what's going to happen for Major League Baseball. National League playoffs as a whole are going to be in two different cities. That's Houston and Arlington down in Texas, and the American League playoffs, two different cities in California, San Diego and L.A., and the World Series as a whole uh, will be played in Arlington. So I don't know about all the quarantine procedures prior to getting in the bubble. Is there going to be a break, and et cetera, et cetera. So I think more details to uh, follow here on that one. But expanded playoffs, and uh, the Brewers right in the thick of things. I know it sounds weird. It does. But the season is weird as a whole. They're 14-17, and 17, Austin, but yet in the thick of a playoff chase, and it's well within reach to hit the postseason. Oh, Absolutely. Um, I'll get to the uh, standings update here in a minute, but uh, some good news around the NL Central for us tonight. Uh, The Cubs were in Cincinnati to face the Reds. Um, They were unable to make the comeback. They came just a run short, losing 6-5. They were down 6-1 at one point, I believe you said. 6-2 is when I uh, dipped away from it, yeah. Yeah, so they did end up making a little bit of a comeback, comeback, but fell just short. Uh, Suarez drove in three for the Reds tonight as they took down the Cubs. Just neck and neck with the crew. They're the same 14 and 17. And uh, the Cardinals, um, they took it on the chin tonight. They gave up 20 hits and 14 runs to the Indians. <laughs> okay. And they fall 14 to 2. Um, so that was some good news for the, the NL Central here tonight. Uh, the standings update the Cubs still lead the division at 18 and 13. Um, in second place, the Cardinals are sitting three games back at 11 and 12. Um, the Reds are tied with the Brewers for third place at 14 and 17. Both teams are, and then the Pirates are nine and 20. Now eight games back of the Cubs. Brewers and Reds just four games out of first place, with 29 to play. It's going to tighten up a little bit, guys. It is, and and I didn't expect anything uh, in terms of a runaway in this division, and I think we all kind of assumed that uh, it would be a tight divisional race. And and it's playing out that way through half the season for sure. Okay, let's uh, hear from Corbin Burns here, get a couple of comments. Uh, he is putting together a really, really fine season. Here's the Brewers' right-hander. Corbin, what was uh, – how did how did Nottingham do behind the plate for you guys today? Uh, he was awesome back there. Um, you know, a, a lot of us in the pitching staff have, are pretty comfortable with Nottie. Um, we've thrown to him, obviously, the last couple of years, some of the young guys, and, you know, him being in camp and being up every now and then uh, the last couple of years, it uh, definitely made it, you know, more familiar throwing to throwing to a new guy back there. Um, but he did awesome. Um, you know, having throwing against these guys, you know, my last time out, I knew I had a pretty good plan of what we wanted to do. So um, we kind of went over that, and you know, he was he was great back there calling the game. Corbin, how about Relax, does it help a starting pitcher be when you get early run support like that? You know, it hasn't always been like that this year. Yeah, no, it, it was awesome just to uh, to see him come out swinging tonight. Um, I think, you know, Bron, Bronny and some of the guys kind of joked earlier that, hey, you know, you know, p- positive energy, positive energy the whole game tonight, no matter what happens. And, um, you know, from the first inning, they came out swinging the bat, and, you know, it was, it was nice to see. Corbin, do you feel the leash for you lengthening a little bit? I know you've been into the sixth inning today. You complete it for the first time. Like, do you view these as kind of steps as you try to gain a foothold as a starter? 
Yeah, I think so. But I mean, it also has to come down with, uh, you know, come down to the efficiency of how I'm throwing. Um, tonight, I was able to have a couple of quick innings early that allowed me to to get into the sixth inning and, and complete the sixth inning. So that's one of those things that I'm always trying to improve on is the efficiency. Um, you know, obviously, being a starter, I like to go as deep as I can. But, uh, you know, it was, it was good to get through six tonight. Corbin, overall, do you feel like this was as crisp as your stuff has been with the command of all your pitches? Yeah, I think stuff-wise, it's been there uh, most of the year. But today, I think, was definitely the best I've commanded uh, the baseball. Um, you know, all, all four or five pitches, I was able to throw them where I wanted to. Uh, made very few mistakes tonight, which was which was good to see. And that's uh, – and, you know, the, the one walk, um, it wasn't a terrible walk, but that's, you know, that's one of the things that I'm definitely trying to work on is – is uh, getting in the zone earlier. And uh, so that, that was also good to see tonight. Just how much were y'all looking forward to this series as kind of a way to make amends after what happened last weekend in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we had, a, we had a pretty tough series in, in Pittsburgh. And, you know, we knew that after that red series, these guys were, were you know, were coming to our place. So we, uh, we definitely wanted to come out and, you know, put, put, put a good one on tonight. And um, hopefully we can keep it rolling and uh, keep swinging the bats and keep throwing the ball well and, you know, get, get three or four from these guys. Yeah, that would be nice. I want the sweep though. I'm I'm doing you one better, Corbin Burns. I really do. I I almost feel it coming too. Well, it's day by day, and we get another baseball game tomorrow. That's for sure. Brewers and Pirates. Uh, Brett Anderson on the hill for the crew. You'll see Keston Hira as the uh, DH. I'd be shocked. Honestly, I would be absolutely stunned if he is not the DH tomorrow. What? Stranger things have happened with a Craig Council lineup, that's for sure. Uh, Brett Anderson, the reason why is Anderson gets a lot of ground balls. And his last time out, don't look now, Anderson's having a good year too, guys. He is doing about exactly uh, pacing what he did last year. And that was a 13-9, 3-7 ERA. Um, and and he's, um, he's, doing his, he's doing his share of the heavy lifting, that's for sure. Brewers offense steps up tonight. Jed Jerko, a couple of home runs. Brawny, a three-run shot. Nottingham, a two-run home run. And the Brewers walk on, uh, walk off. I shouldn't say walk off. Roll on to a 9-1 uh, victory. Uh, no Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin on deck show tomorrow. We'll be in uh, Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame mode as the Bucks back in action tomorrow. And However, after the last pitch tomorrow night, you make the switch. Right here to AM ten AM twelve fifty, or one hundred five seven FM. The fan because uh, Ryan Horvat will be filling in for me. You and Ryan Austin, you gotta you gotta keep him on track. Is that all right? Yeah, I'll do my best then. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see what happens with with Horvat tomorrow. Doing both post game shows. Good dude, uh, and hopefully talking about a couple of Milwaukee victories. All right, for Austin, Texas. My name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. And remember, this was a good one. 9-1 final. Remember, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 